Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Jesus as our restorer. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Nehemiah is all about leadership, and leadership means influence or one who influences people. And leaders must uh, prepare themselves for difficult work because it won't be easy. There is no winning without warfare. There is no opportunity without opposition. There is no victory without vigilance. For whenever the people of God say, let us rise and build, Satan says, let me arise and oppose. Leaders must have a big vision. And Nehemiah had one. And his was through me, God is going to correct a problem that's been around for 150 years. Again, Nehemiah's vision. Through me, God is going to correct a problem that's been around for 150 years. And so Nehemiah was a great leader. And because he was a great leader and he had a great vision for God, uh, the enemy was going to certainly attack him. Nehemiah understands that prayer is essential to leadership. And let me remind you that if your vision is so big that only God can accomplish it, then obviously you must pray. And if prayer isn't yet absolutely necessary to accomplish your vision, your goal isn't big enough. Please read Proverbs 25, 28. So Nehemiah is visited by a group of believers. Nehemiah enjoys security and prestige as the king's cupbearer. There is no need for him to be concerned about the needs of people hundreds of miles away. And so Nehemiah says of his visitors in verse chapter one, verse three, they said to me, Those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble. And disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned, fasted, and prayed before the God of heaven. Now there's a lot in these verses. I want you to note that this man prayed. And this is the prayer of a man of action. This is the prayer of a man of compassion and action. And he prayed to his great God, verses 4 through 9. And please note that the primary confession in Nehemiah's prayer is the sin of the nation. He talks about intergenerational sin. He talks about sin. The word that he uses, uh, he 
he writes uh, that he writes, I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's house, have committed against you. We have acted very wickedly toward you. We have not obeyed the commands, decrees, and laws you gave your servant Moses. And so the word that he uses for sin means wrongdoing. That is a, a failure or a coming short of that, of that aim which God intended for all his children to reach. The word that Nehemiah uses for sin implies blameworthiness and is largely used in confession to express a conviction that wrong has been done toward God or towards man. Sin in the Old Testament is a definite act, whether a thought, word, or deed. It embraces moral evil and idolatry as well as breaches of ceremonial regulations. And so Nehemiah was a godly man who knew that as a leader he needed God. And he knew that he had to get right with God through confession. Nehemiah understood first John one night, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, whenever a believer sins, sin leaves a wound. And that wound left by sin must be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. See, there are no little sins. So, Nehemiah as the cupbearer to the king was a man of power and influence. And the king saw in his countenance something that he had never seen before. And the king asked his faithful servant, what is wrong with you? Why does your face look so sad? This is chapter 2, verse 2. When you are when you are not ill, this can be nothing but sadness of heart. I was very much afraid, but I said to the king, very, this is a very important statement, I was very much afraid. But I said to the king, may the king live forever. Why should my face not look sad when the city where my fathers are buried lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? The king said to me, because he is led by the Spirit of God, what is it you want? Then I prayed to the God of heaven. And please note that Nehemiah called God the God of heaven because God has no temple to dwell in on the earth. So he is called the God of heaven. So, Verse 4, the king says, what is it that you want? And he said in verse 5, 
I answered the king, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in his sight, let him send me to the city of, in Judah. For my fathers are buried so I can rebuild it. The king's heart is open to him because God has opened his heart. And God has blessed Jeremiah to go and do this wonderful vision to complete, to execute, to do this wonderful vision. And this had been a problem, this problem had existed for around 150 years. And so Nehemiah wanted to be God's man to go and correct this wrong. Verse 6, in the king with the queen sitting beside him asked, him, asked me, how long will your journey take and when will you get back? Please the king to send me. So I set a time. I also said to him, if it pleases the king, may I have letters so that they will provide me safe conduct until I arrive in Judah and I may have a letter to Asaph, keeper of the king's forest, so he will give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel by the temple and for the city wall and for the residence I will occupy. And because the gracious hand of my God was upon me, the king granted my request. <clears throat> so I went to the governors of Trans-Euphrates and gave them the king's letters. The king had also sent army officers and cavalry with me. When Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah. I heard, an official heard about this. They were very much disturbed that someone had come to promote the welfare of Israel. I want to stop there tonight because there's so much that is here. And in our next show, we're going to study about the vision inspection. Division, division revealed, and division supported. Beloved, our God can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Think about those words. He can do exceeding abundantly above all that you and I ask or think. If God has given you a great vision, then only a great God can execute that vision. But you must submit to him. You must confess to him. You must have a vision that is so great that only God can bring it to pass. God will give you rest, and God will give you And God will protect you in the cosmic system to do his will. Good evening. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich, and God bless you.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.